sometimes you just feel tired, feel weak, and when you feel weak, you feel like you want to just give up, but you gotta search within you, try to find that inner strength, and just pull that shit out of you, and get that motivation to not give up, and not be a quitter, That is right. You're listening now to another edition of Drop the Gloves here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. We're actually not going to be broadcasting on Facebook Live today, and I'm actually doing the complete and total show by myself. Um, I'm hoping that a former colleague of mine and formerly of the Tip and Thrift Show will join um, and call in in the second segment. But Wendell is not here. He's busy. It's finals week. It's the worst week of the school year. Um, which is one of the main reasons I was almost not going to be able to make it, but I was like, nah, can't do that to y'all. So we got, I got, excuse me, a lot we're going to be getting into. Um, we're going to be talking NBA playoffs, LeBron James and his greatness. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of baseball uh, and Major League, um, talk about the Atlanta Braves and how they're playing. Uh, then we're going to get into the NFL draft. I know we talked some about it last week. I want to get uh, more thoughts on that this week. And get into uh, some college football uh, that has been on my mind. Uh, they came, ESPN comes out, it seems like, all the time with uh, different um, spring. Uh, they do spring uh, top 25, then they do post-spring top 25. Uh, it's just preseason nonsense for junkies like me and whoever else keeps up with this kind of stuff. Um, so it's really, it doesn't mean anything towards the season, but it's something that I do like to talk about and look at, and, and it brings interest to me. So we'll get into that. Uh, but first thing is a first. Uh, what I want to get into is what's going on in the NBA playoffs. Um, first, I want to go into uh, the Eastern Conference. Um, and just give me one moment, guys, because I am producing this show while also hosting the show, and I'm sitting here trying to send the number in uh, so we can have one of our first guests on. Um, but, yeah, I want to go into Philadelphia and Boston. Um, I thought this series was going to be in six by the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I thought that this team was, again, before the season, I thought they were a year removed I didn't know how good Ben Simmons was going to be. I didn't know how J.J. Reddick was going to fit in. Um, I didn't know how Joel Embiid was going to be. So, and give me one second, guys. And we just I just confirmed my first guest. He's on the line right now. Tyler, are you there? I am here, sir. Okay, just give me two seconds, brother. And I, as I bring Tyler in, Tyler Bayless, he's an NBA expert around this area, keeps up with it religiously. He uh, loves uh, NBA basketball just as much as I do, if not more. Um, Tyler, I was talking about uh, we're going to get into LeBron James, co- talk about the Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets, upcoming collision course in the uh, Western Conference Finals. But right now I'm talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. And my expectation at the beginning of the season was I didn't have much. I didn't know how Ben Simmons was going to translate. I didn't know if Joel Embiid could be healthy for a full season. I didn't know how good Dario was going to be. Markel Fultz started off where he wasn't even going to play the first three months of the season. I didn't know how they were going to be. And playoffs was not in the back of my mind. So for this team to win 50 games, and I understand that the back end of their schedule was very easy, but it just... When I hear Stephen A. Smith, and the whole point of me saying this is that 
When I hear Stephen A. Smith, Tyler, come on ESPN and say that Brett Brown deserves to be fired uh, after what has happened going down 3-0 to a superstarless uh, Boston Celtics, even though I do think Jason Tatum is, um, if he's if it's not right now, yeah, exactly, he's a year, maybe max two, twenty plus, last yes, five games, exactly, and and this guy, he, he's it, like I said, a year two max from being a superstar. So there's a ton of talent on this Boston team. So even though Gordon and Kyrie are not playing, it shows how great Brad Stevens is, and we'll get into that in a moment. But with Philadelphia, when I hear Stephen A. Smith saying that Brett should be fired. What was your expectations? I understand that when they came into the playoffs after the regular season started that the expectation was, okay, this is the second best team. It's going to be Cleveland versus Philly or Toronto versus Philly without Kyrie and Gordon. No way Boston can beat them. But do we not need to forget that this team is coming off four straight years of tanking and three of the last four years getting the number one overall pick? So, Tyler, when you hear Stephen A. Smith come on talking about Brett Brown should be fired – do you agree with him? Are you upset the way Philadelphia's playing this series? Are you like, well, they are rookies? How's your in, feel on it? In October, I picked the 76ers as my sixth seed in the East. So you actually had them in the playoffs. That was your expectation. I had them in the playoffs. I, I will give you credit. Yeah, you did. And then I'm just confused on Brett Brown. Like, Mark Kelfoltz hasn't played any minutes. They they have no answer for Regier. JJ can't guard him. Marco can't guard him. Nope. Why not play Markel? At least athletically, he can keep up with Rozier. Right. He just played the whole end of the year. Yeah, I agree. And then I, I rewatched the end. Brad Stevens played Al Horford. Why is Embiid guarding Jalen Brown? And they got Covington guarding Horford on the block? That doesn't make sense. So are you in agreement with Stephen A. Smith then? Or do you agree that Brett Brown, you have some questionable, uh, there's some questionable coaching decisions uh, on the behalf of the Philadelphia 76ers. Is it worthy of him being fired if they do get swept? Fired? No, because I think they're a year away, a veteran away from making the conference finals. Right. But he seriously has lost them all three games. Yep. You're right. If you look back at it, he's cost them all three games. He didn't call a timeout when they were up 19 points in the first half of game, what was that, one or two? Was that game two? two. Yep, game two. two, they were up uh, by 19 points, doesn't call a timeout, and Boston comes all the way back and ties the game at halftime. And game three, uh, I, I almost think, it. I do agree with you in this aspect, why is Ben Simmons in overtime taking the ball out of bounds? Yeah, passing J.J. as the primary ball handler. It makes absolutely no sense. You're taking Ben Simmons out of the play. He should have the ball when it's a tie game, or they were not a tie game. They were down by one, correct? Yeah, they were down by one point because uh, Marco ended up shooting a last second heave before the game ended. So they they were down by one point. All you needed was a bucket. Why would you not put the seven foot point guard who is a mismatch nightmare? For everyone that is guarding him, why would you not let him be the primary guy? So I do agree with you on that aspect. But again, what I always come back to, Tyler, is that my expectation of this team was not to do much. The fact they're in the second round, they won 50 games. I mean, there is no arguing this is the team of the future, correct? Yes, they're 
and they're making a strong push for LeBron. I don't see LeBron leaving Cleveland again. But a lot of budding superstars want to join along Ben Simmons and Embiid, JJ. Everyone, it's a fun style of play now. Yeah, cities behind them. That that's a great city to play ball. They supported AI. They went. They supported the struggle, and now that's a good city to go to. But one of my things when when I take away from this series is that Philadelphia and Boston are both are going to be playing against each other for years to come, and I know you agree with that. But what I think is the biggest advantage that. Boston has on their side is Brad Stevens. Is there a better coach? Yeah, and Danny Ainge, who I think is probably the best general manager. Look what he has done. He since revitalizing the entire organization from the KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce years. Look what he has now accomplished. He has Kyrie Gordon. Go ahead. And he stole Tatum from the (coughs) 76ers. Celtics had the first pick, traded it. Colts win one, Tatum win three. Yep. Who are you taking now at the end of the year? I mean, it's not even close, brother. It is not even close. Uh, moving on from Philadelphia's Boston series, I'll get into that a little bit when we let Tyler go, um, is Cleveland versus Toronto. Tyler, we talked about this off air. I mean, I never in my life, ever, have seen um, – a performance like Toronto, and I thought Atlanta was only succumbed to this, like Atlanta Hawks, like when they played out, like when the last. Yes, they they got swept by LeBron three times. They played LeBron James and the Cavaliers in the playoffs, and they were over twelve against them. And every game has been about double digits or more, except for one. I thought that was just Atlanta. I did not think a team that many said are De- Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry are perennial all stars that. Uh, would come to this type of 0-3 lead, Tyler. Fifty nine and twenty three in the regular season. I'm hearing they're all they're different. They change the, the way they play basketball. They're free flowing. They shoot more threes now. Uh, they don't rely much uh, as much on Demar Rosen and Kyle Lowry. They got a better bench. They rely more on their bench. And I'm seeing the same things I've seen the last three years. They last two years they played last year in this conference semifinals and the year before that in the conference finals. Just complete and total domination. No answer for LeBron James. And it seems like the role players for Cleveland outplay the role players for Toronto. And I wasn't expecting that, especially what happened with the Indiana Pacers. So what's your thoughts on that series? They lost that one person that would go after LeBron. They lost Damari Carroll. They thought they got better. They just didn't have a a defense answer. Someone that would get in his face, pick him up at half court. OG, I like him as a rookie, but... He's no matchup really for him yeah. against LeBron. No, and then Peter Sackham, whatever his name is, forty-three. Yeah, he's not no match for LeBron. C.J. Miles, he was getting killed by LeBron even when he was in Indianapolis. They have no one to stop LeBron. The Rosen doesn't even try to check him. Um, when I and and again when I'm watching this unfold, but and before my eyes, I, I feel bad. For the city of Toronto, but then I, I forget there's a guy named Drake cheering for the Raptors, and he deserves every bit of this, his bandwagon self. And I, I went off on him a couple of weeks ago. It's ridiculous that uh, they actually make him like the face of the organization. It's all about promotion, baby. Now, I, I understand that, 
But what has it done? It has gotten you down 0-3, and that's my question to you now. With both these teams playing down 0-3, do they both sweep? Does Boston beat Philly and Philly tonight, or does Philly manage to get a win? And does Cleveland wrap it up and go 4-0? I think it is sweep both ways. I think Philly, the crowd will be there. They'll be energized, but I don't see the shots falling. Marcus Smart will be in J.J.'s face all day. J.J. and Marco, their shots aren't falling. Who else you got shooting from the perimeter? Tarkage, Embiid. Yep. You don't want Embiid playing. If you're Embiid's playing 25 feet away from the basket, that's a win for the defense. I think Boston sweeps. And Cleveland, LeBron's going to sweep. He's going to get his rest. And it's not the showdown that we wanted. But let's see if the young Bulls can get after LeBron. And Again, the one thing that I think is going into this series that is going to help them is that they didn't have Jason Tatum last year, and I think Terry Rozier is, I'm not saying he's better than Isaiah was last year in the regular season, but in the playoffs, Isaiah was hurt. He didn't play the last two games of the conference finals. This is a better Boston team than last year's team, and this year's team doesn't even have Gordon or Kyrie. Just think if they had both them. This would be one heck of a series. And to be honest, I think if they even had just Kyrie, let alone Kyrie and Gordon, I would go. I think Boston would win this series. I really do. And we were just talking about how Houston has a lot of defenders to throw at LeBron. Boston, they they got their share. Marcus Morris is going to get after him. Jalen Brown's going to get after him. Right. Tatum's going to get after him. Marcus Smart, even though the size advantage, he's going to get after him. So they're going to throw a lot of different options at LeBron. Right. So. We're going to see how how it plays out. Uh, Tyler, before we let you go, I want to get you real quick on the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Again, appreciate you calling in. This is Tyler Bayless. Check him out on Facebook. Uh, Me and him are looking forward to getting a podcast going together. Um, So, again, for the upcoming days, we'll we'll keep you informed. Check me out on on Facebook at Thrift Behringer. Or, Tyler, do you have a Twitter or Instagram you want to shout out? Twitter, Nebraska Boy 3. That's usually where I put out a lot of my sports information, my sports insight. Facebook, you can just find me at Tyler Bayless, B-A-Y. Again, I recommend you to check out his Twitter. Uh, Make fun of his name all you want, like I do, Nebraska Boy. But he has got a lot of insight. And when it comes to breaking news, I mean, he's almost like Adam Schefter. He has his own personal line to Adam Schefter because he gets it before almost any of my other friends or anybody else I know that I consider a colleague or an expert when it comes to sports talk radio. Uh, Tyler, real quick, in the Western Conference, Golden State and Houston both up 3-1. Both are better than the teams they're playing right now. Houston, I mean, Golden State better than New Orleans. Houston better than Utah. Uh, This is a collision course for the Western Conference Finals. Give me how you see how this playing out. Um, Golden State, Houston. Is this the year that Golden State loses or just Houston? I see it going 7 but if KD is as efficient as he was last night, and 15, Seth's playing the way he's playing, yep, twenty-eight point or yeah, thirty-eight points, nine rebounds, six assists. Clay only had thirteen, and Pelicans never led the whole game. So if Clay Thompson, one of the best scorers in the NBA, yep. only has thirteen points, you're in and trouble. Demolishing the other team. I'm sorry, I don't think James has enough help. Uh, I completely agree, brother. So we're we're, going to, we're looking forward to both those series, and hopefully, Tyler, you can call in next week. Thank you as always, brother, and uh, we'll we'll keep in touch. We'll see how the uh, maybe a playoffs uh, play out. Hey, thanks for having me on, brother. You have a good one. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. Uh, that was Tyler Bayless again. Check him out on Twitter, NBA Nebraska boy. You can get all the insight. 
Uh, not NBA. No. Think about NBA young boy. Uh, Nebraska boy, 23. Check him out on Twitter. All right, so we're talking about the NBA playoffs, and I want to piggyback a little bit. I'm going to go back to what uh, Tyler was saying about Boston. They have a lot of options they can throw at LeBron. I know a lot of people are thinking, uh, well, you know, they don't have a Kyrie. They don't have Gordon. They don't have your typical superstar, the guy that can go at LeBron when LeBron just takes over a game. He can't go at him for bucket for bucket. They have a bunch of guys that can score when open or when like made available, but not someone that can take over a game. Don't sleep on Jason Tatum the way he's playing. Now, I understand he's a rookie, and I'm not saying he's going to stop LeBron, and I'm picking Cleveland to win this. But I'm not picking Cleveland to win in four. I think this is going to be a six, maybe seven-game series. Hard fault because, first off, Boston has home court advantage. Second, Brad, they have the home, they have the best coach in the series, the best players on LeBron, and that's the biggest factor when going into a series is who has the best players. <coughs> but the continuity that Boston's playing with and the defensive efficiency they're playing with and the way they play on the offensive end and never make the key mistakes down the stretch that it seems like Ball, I mean Philadelphia has been doing the last two games or three games really. I think that's going to translate well for Boston, especially in the future. We got to think too. I, I was thinking about Milwaukee Bucks in 2014-2015. Giannis Antetokounmpo, this was his second, third year in the league. It was uh, Jabari Parker's first year. They managed to get in the playoffs, but Jabari Parker got hurt before getting in. Um, and then two years later, they get in the playoffs again. Jabari Parker gets hurt, doesn't play in the playoffs. He actually got to play this year a little bit off the bench. But I think that, again, the reason I'm bringing this up is because playing in the playoffs as a rookie, especially going deep into the playoffs, that's invaluable. Invaluable. Something cannot be replaced um, that is very crucial into development of great players. Um, and with Jason Tatum getting the minutes he's getting and, and a lot of the onus is putting on him as a rookie, this is only going to translate very good for Boston in the upcoming future. And you got to think, too, they have Jalen Brown, Rozier, Marcus Morris, plus Gordon, plus Kyrie. Uh, I'm... I'm 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 really thinking the next dynasty is going to happen, if not next year, the year after, because they could easily sign Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard can come back to the Spurs. They don't even have to trade nobody and just sign him straight up. I mean, I would think that'd be kind of dumb with Jason Gordon and Kyrie all three. I mean, uh, Kawhi basically the same position, all being on the same team. But the way these teams are loading up on talent, I mean, I don't blame them. Uh, from Boston uh, to Cleveland and Toronto, I, I, like Tyler said. You expect more from DeRozan and three of twelve didn't play the whole fourth quarter. That's got to be embarrassing. This is the second straight year that you thought you were going to be the best team in the East, or set to second time out of three years. And this year, especially, a lot of people had the Raptors, Rockets in the NBA Finals. I never believed in this team. Never could. Um. As uh, And when it comes to the Western Conference, anybody that thinks Ricky Rubio would make a difference uh, in this Utah series is uh, sadly mistaken. Just one second, guys. And I should have had the phone down, but I didn't. But it's hard producing, coasting, and doing it all together. But I am having another NBA expert, a guy that has actually trained multiple NBA athletes living in the Los Angeles area from actually Phoenix City, uh, dear friend of mine, like an old brother figure, but again, these guys that I bring on the show, 
I respect their opinion. I wouldn't have anyone else on here if I didn't respect their opinion. So we're, right now, I just had Tyler on. And my question to you, uh, Deontay, and this is, again, Deontay Thomas, is this. Uh, we were just talking about uh, Philadelphia and Boston, how they're the future of the league. And Stephen A. Smith went on a rant this morning, or yes, last night, or two nights ago, excuse me, talking about how Brett Brown should be fired, uh, how can they be down 0-3 to this Boston team. And I, I will agree, there has been an inexcusable amount of coaching blunders on behalf of the Philadelphia 76ers staff. But my expectation of this team at the beginning of the season was not even to make the playoffs. They're in the second round and won 50 games this year. They have two rookies in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid that have not played in the last four years, probably combined 50 games. This year they play a full season together, and they're in the playoffs for the first time ever. And we have these expectations of they got to be in the conference finals just because how talented they are. But we don't forget that Boston is a veteran team, even though without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, they have the best coach team. So with me rambling on, my question to you is this. How do you feel about this Philadelphia-Boston series? And do you think that Philadelphia should fire their coach after finally making the playoffs with a bunch of rookies on their team? No, you know, think about it. If you think about it, they kind of overachieved. Exactly. <laughs> the big thing is, like, like you said, you have a rookie in Ben Simmons and Jordan B, who's pretty much another rookie too. He's just on that big deal, uh, I think, this past offseason. And – they, like you said, they won 50 games. They're the third seed in the East. They they really overachieved. So not just that. It's like they already won a playoff series. Like a lot of times when you get in the playoffs, the Warriors, went, if you look back, they didn't win their first playoff series when they got in the playoffs. Um, when Steph Curry, Clay, yep. Harrison Barnes, Iggy, they lost in the first round, I think, against the Nuggets. Yep. And so you, if you look back at that, you're like, yeah, these guys overachieved. They're going to be deadly. Like they are the future league. And don't get me wrong, Brett Brown – Game three is the only one I can say he really messed up on. Um, there's a couple things I'm like, yeah, J.J. Ray should be making that pass, and Ben Simmons should have. He should have been, you know, the one initiating the offense from the from the side instead of cutting through. Yeah, see, exact. That's what my biggest thing was. Yeah. Why is your seven footer taking the ball out of bounds? You're taking him out of the play, and my thing is with Ben Simmons, you only needed one point. He's a mismatch nightmare for anybody else, and have J.J. Redick play off ball with him. It just it, it, the play didn't make any sense, but continue on. But the, the tough part with that, and I saw where Brett Brown was coming from, Ben, ben can't shoot free throws. So, like, if you remember, Merrill missed he missed that fadeaway. Yep. And, and then it, Ben Simmons got the rebound, and they're up by one. So he could have just held the ball and ran the clock. It was like 19 seconds left. But he's so concerned about trying to get to the free throw line that he heard for shot it, even though he didn't have to shoot it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, so you think about, but like, it, that's what you got to learn from. But, like, they they are pretty much they're the nineteen ninety four Orlando Magic pretty much and that's the scariest thing the scariest yeah. thing and the best part is they got their big man on a long term contract already yeah you're right the guy the guy, the, the guy that's gonna probably change the league in Joel Embiid um he I I call him like a top, I say he's a top four I feel like Joke's a little bit more than him I do too he's a better passer exactly yeah that's it. but but he's 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 he's, he's a matchup nightmare and then Ben Simmons I tell you I feel much as I don't like LeBron James. He's the second incarnation of him, and that's the scariest thing about that. Like, he's the second incarnation, and he's already kind of dominating the league now at point guard position. Right. And I know people want to make a big deal, and, you know, the internet won when he scored one point. But yeah. do we not forget LeBron James had two MVPs under his belt and was playing with the third-best player in the league, Dwayne Wade, 
and a perennial all-star in Chris Bosh in the NBA Finals against a team that was underrated, but yet the Miami Heat were heavily favored over them and the Dallas Mavericks, and the man averaged, three, what is it, four points a game or three points in the fourth quarter, uh, shot 33% from the field, and had one game in game five, which he scored only eight points total. And we're, we're again, we're holding expectation to Ben Simmons to be LeBron James. I, I This is my thing, D. It's hard for me to put him on that level yet because of what he has surrounding him. I think he was surrounded better than LeBron James was coming into the league. But when it comes to passing and his overall talent, there is no question. He And I thought that was a perfect uh, example of this being the 94 Orlando Magic. A guy in Penny Hardaway who, if he doesn't get hurt, was changing the league at a 6'6 point guard that could shoot. Uh, by far one of your favorite players of our time. And then we're talking about Shaquille O'Neal, who was probably going to be the next upcoming Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was going to dominate the league as a big man. That's the same thing happening here with Philadelphia. And that Orlando team got beat as well. Uh, My only question, here's my only question, is that if you do sign a Paul George, which I'm hearing rumors that he he may want to go to Philadelphia, what do you do with Markel Fultz? Do you go ahead and give up on him now? If, if you're the uh, general manager, Deontay, or do you still hang on to him? Because remember, you traded up to get him instead of getting Jason Tatum, who we all think is the best player in that draft. So what's your thoughts on that? Oh, man, that's tough. I, I like Markel. Like, coming into the NBA, I like he – played, he played good when he did play. I mean, he, playoffs was kind of too intense for him right now. Exactly. It, so it's kind of – but, like, when he did play in the regular like, – think about it, he got a triple-double his last game. And that doesn't happen. To me, he's still a little bit out of control. But you can just tell, like, it's the game looks so easy to him. No. Like, Vincent is like he's a force, but he's like a force of nature. And then Markel is just like, it's effortless. Like, I don't got to really force anything. I'm just, just going through the flow. But, I mean, with Paul George, if you get, like, a PG, one, I, I think the bad part is, one thing with BG has to have the ball in his hand. So that's one reason I don't, know, I don't know if I like the fit. Because you just saw what happened when he played with Westbrook and Thunder. He, he can't play off ball. He can't. And you can't put, and you can't put Ben Simmons off ball at all. Like, Paul Jones, you can play a little bit off ball, but you can't play Ben at, at all off ball at the moment. No. No jump shot. And, and, that's, and that's the worst part about it. You can post him up, and that's about the thing, all you can do, but... That's why I wouldn't understand if LeBron James... Everybody's talking about LeBron going to Philly, LeBron going to Philly... It would make absolutely no sense. Everybody's no, talking no, about no you just put them together and figure it out later. There is no figuring it out later because Ben Simmons can't shoot. Unless he develops a 40% three-point shot, you're useless LeBron James playing off ball. You really exactly. are. You're useless. And you're, and you're, lim- you're limiting that. But, I, I mean, PG's a better fit than LeBron because um, he got he had a little bit. He, he's actually a, a really good catch-and-shoot guy. I don't know what happened this year, but I think one thing is – I could be wrong. One thing about Ben Simmons – He's more of a willing passer than Westbrook. Yeah, like he's gonna he's gonna definitely get the ball at Westbrook. Shot, you know, it's a really tough shot. Um, I'm, gl- I, I'm glad you brought. No, I know. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up uh, Westbrook, uh, Deontay. We're about to have to go to break. I want to. Uh, can you stay and come back next segment with us? Yeah. Okay. Because sure. when we come back from next segment, we have about a minute and a half. When we come back from next segment, uh, me and Deontay, we're going to be talking about um, playoff. George and the Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want to dive into that and how that series played out. I want to get into Golden State versus Houston. 
um, like I did with Tyler, and then we're going to get into our MVP of the league and what we think is going to happen in the future of this league upcoming in free agency. So stay right here. Stay tuned here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. Deontay Thomas is on the phone with us. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. And let me always misplace the music as I pod Deontay down so you can't hear him. Again, again, it, it's hard to produce. You got When you're trying to produce, host the show, I mean... I think I'm talented, but I don't think I'm that talented. Again, we'll be right back from break here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. Deontay Thomas joining us. NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, talk a little college football. 30 minutes left. Hope you're enjoying your day here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. Welcome back to the program here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. And thank you for making us part of your wonderful Monday evening. It is beautiful outside. A little hot, but not too hot. And we're broadcasting live here on beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia, on the corner of 9th and Broadway. Uh, Again, follow us. Well, the Facebook page is... Oh, there it is. Follow the the show. I mean, not the show. The... uh, Station's Facebook page and SoundCloud at 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio. When you get on SoundCloud, when you type that in, you'll see Drop the Gloves. Go like the Drop the Gloves and listen to it again. Leave us a comment there. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cougar Radio WCUG. And, again, on iTunes, the newest form of listening to podcasts. Go to iTunes, type in 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio. And you'll find Drop the Gloves on there, and you can listen to all the great things we're talking about today. And I'm going to actually put that music back on again, just because I love this music. Um, Actually, no. I'm going to bring Deontay with this. Deontay, I don't know if you hear this music. Uh, Playing a little Sugar Sugar to bring you in. Uh, Deontay Thomas. Deontay, go ahead and give a shout-out to uh, all the fans and the listeners uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. They can find you. Hey, appreciate it for uh, for everybody listening. Uh, I have my own company called AY, uh, Way of Life Basketball, AWOL B-Ball. Uh, mentorship for kids, do basketball training. Um, I'm trying to host a lot of clinics. Just uh, check my Instagram at AWOL B-Ball, uh, IG. And uh, you'll see some cool stuff. All my NBA clients. Uh, I might post today my commercial I did with Candace Parker so people can check it out. Yep. Uh, and next I, time, just check it out. Yep. Uh, again, I can vouch for them at Way of Life Basketball. It's a great, great, great way of mentorship and learning how to play the, uh, the game of basketball the right way and learning that it's not just about winning and losing. It's about learning how to get better. And my biggest thing is with, with kids nowadays, Deontay, and I know you can testify to this, is they got to learn uh, that nothing is ever going to be given to them, that you have to work for everything you want. And it's the ones that outwork the others, that like the Kobe Bronx, like the Ray John Rondos, the, 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 the basketball savants, 
those are the guys that always become the greatest. So, again, a way of life basketball. Make sure to check that out. Uh, we were talking about before we came off the break, uh, before we went to break, excuse me, about Boston and Philadelphia. But we're going to get into the Western Conference. And uh, both these series are over with. Um, Houston and Golden State. Um, it's going to be both of them in the Western Conference Finals. So let me see your preview for this. Are you thinking it's going to be James Harden, Chris Paul, and the bunch of shooters that has uh, surrounded these two superstars? Or is it going to be still, again, the avalanche that Golden State brings with Seth Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant? You know, I've been a Warriors fan since Monty Ellis in the 62 yeah. losses team. So. Yes, you did. So. <laughs> yes, you have. You have been a so fan since Don Nelson the was Warriors. there. Yeah. Don, Don Nelson. Donnie Nelson. Woo. No, but I think the tough part with the Rockets is luckily one of them are, is always on a game. But you've yeah. never seen both of them on. Have you noticed that this playoff? Yep. It's never really like Chris Paul had his 30 and Jayden had his 30 in the game. Yep. The good thing, but when you play the Warriors, you already know for sure you have two guys that's going to give you at least 30. Well, I think KD give you 35 for sure, and Curry might give you 28, and then Clay might even give you 26. Yep. Well, either Clay, one of somebody's going to get 30, 30 that night. It's just the shooters. Like I don't know, Eric Gordon's not shooting so good this this all uh, playoff. I when I read, I read. And I'm I'm trying to figure out why they're not playing Ryan Anderson a little bit more too. I see. I was thinking. I was asking uh, the same question. I was trying to look into it. Some of it said it's off injury. And they really like P.J. Tucker, the way he's playing and starting, having him in the starting lineup. But I really have no idea why Ryan Anderson has not got a lot of playing time because he's he's not injured anymore. Bamute's not back, is he? No, Bamute's not back yet either. Yeah, but he should. But he will be back. They're saying he should be back by the Golden State Warriors series. They're going to need both P.J. and Bamute for KD if they got a shot. They're going to need him. Because Clay, Clay's very underrated as a defender. And he's going to make stuff hard for hard. Hard's going to get his 30, but it depends how many shots he's going to take. Yep. Because Clay doesn't foul necessarily either. That's the tough part. Like, he makes stuff hard for Kyrie. And I think Kyrie's probably a better one-on-one scorer than James Harden for the most part. James Harden's got a lot of foul calls. That's one thing. So that's what makes it a little harder for James Harden. But Kyrie's is a way better ball handler and a way better finisher for the most part around the rim. Um, so where are you going? Best of seven. Are you going Golden State in six? Are you going in five? Or is it going to be one of those series like the Thunder Warriors from two years ago when KD and Westbrook took them down to the wire? Man, I'm getting a broom. Getting oh, that's, that's a sweep? <laughs> nah, uh, I'll say maybe maybe six. Maybe six. Hey, I always tell people this. When Steph Curry played Chris Paul, he always figured to take it to another level for some reason. He does, I, I was saying the same thing. It seems like when they used to play against the Clippers – he always used to embarrass Chris Paul. Now, the Clippers sometimes won because DeAndre Jordan would play good, Blake Griffin would play good, but it seems like Seth Curry always has the upper hand, and plus he's younger, but I don't know. This is going to be the first time in Chris Paul's career that he's made it past the second round, so we're going to see how it plays out. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait to give my picks uh, towards the end once we let Deontay go. Um, again, Deontay John- Thomas joining the program right now. Um, there's a couple of things I want to talk about with you, Deontay. First is this. Everybody wants to do this debate with LeBron and Michael Jordan. Uh, that's always the discussion. It's like it's Kobe Bryant never even played a, a, a single second in the NBA. But I'm not even going to do that as a Kobe Bryant fan, and many of the people, listeners know how big of a 
you know, savant I am of Kobe Bryant's career. I don't even want to get into that. What I want to talk about is with LeBron James. It seems like ESPN does a great job at finding stats that come out of nowhere. Like, apparently, he the most fadeaways in one game is seven. Uh, Kobe Bryant <laughs> and LeBron James are tied for that. I don't oh know. Goodness. I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was a stat, Deontay. I'm, I'm dead serious, and that is so sports centered. That this is one of the main reasons why it's so hard for me to cheer with LeBron because it seems like everybody wants him to be great. When it when when it was with Michael and Kobe, or especially with Kobe, I'm not even gonna say Michael. Michael got the same treatment LeBron did. It seems like with Kobe, it seemed like the media was always trying to bring him down. With LeBron and Michael, they're always pepping them up, and. Which is one of the main reasons why I think Kobe Bryant gets overlooked so much is because of the attention that LeBron gets. But my thing is this. If we look back in their careers, when you are making the discussion of greatest of all time, and we talk about the dominance of LeBron James, there is no question he's the best player on the planet right now. And there's no question that is unbelievable at year 15 and at 33 years of age, he's still playing the best basketball maybe of his career. That's unbelievable. But I do want to say this, though, Deontay, that is overlooked and not stated enough, is look who LeBron James, since this run of seven straight finals, has had to play in the Eastern Conference to make it. If you want to go back to 2010-2011, he played a 50-win Boston team and a 60-win Chicago team. To be honest, out of every year since he's been with the Heat and coming back to the Cavs since he's gone on this seven-year stretch, that was the best year in which he had to play two 50-win teams, a 58-win uh, Boston, a 56-win Boston team and a 60-win Chicago team, and they beat both of them in five games and ended up losing to Dallas in the uh, championship. The next year, they play, guess who? The Indiana Pacers and Boston Celtics. If both of them were in the Western Conference at that time that same year, one of them wouldn't have made the playoffs, and the other would have been a 6 or 7 seed. Both of them were actually third, second and third seeds during the uh, Eastern Conference run. You want to go to the, his third year with Boston? He played zero 50-win teams. Oh, he wow. played eight. Yes, he played Indiana Pacers, who went 49 and 33, 49 and 32. The 70. I mean, the Pacers. I don't know if you remember this. When Paul George was, I think, third year in the league, they pushed him to seven games. Paul George ended up. Remember when he dunked on Birdman? Uh, this was that same series. The next year. Same thing, 150-win team, the Indiana Pacers. The year after that with Cleveland, 150-win team, <coughs> the Atlanta Hawks. Saying, so You see the trend, Deontay, is that he doesn't play yeah. the top teams in the Eastern Conference. My question is this. If you put LeBron James in the Western Conference, you don't see the same dominance. Are you still saying the same thing of why he's so great? Because I consider him great because of the way he plays the game of basketball. I don't consider him great because he's made seven straight finals. Because I look in the Eastern Conference and I'm thinking, I mean, outside of LeBron James, is there any team that would be a top four seed in the Western Conference? No. Outside of this year, and if Kyrie and Gordon weren't hurt, I don't think so. But give me your thoughts on LeBron James with the greatest of all time argument. The craziest thing is you brought up the, the like, 50-win team. I posted something today on Facebook. I found it. It was talking about Kobe and LeBron. It says Kobe has eliminated 24 50-win teams in the playoffs, the most all-time. Yep. LeBron has defeated 11 50-win teams. Yep, saw Kobe that same also, stat. Kobe also never faced a team with a losing record in the playoffs. LeBron has faced seven. Yep. So th- that's, it's tough because 
I don't want to give LeBron. The West is hard. The West always been tough. Like I think since I've been on this earth, the West probably been probably a better conference other than the 1990s when you had Jordan, Shaq, and them. But the West is still no slot. Like it was probably pretty much even at that point. It's just Michael's better than everybody else. Yep. But I don't want to dis- disregard LeBron's dominance. I'm not a LeBron fan. Like I, one thing I'll tell you, I don't like LeBron at all. But he he has a case. His his case is gonna be off the numbers, and that's what it's gonna be like. For him to be top tier, uh, top seven right now in scoring, he's probably gonna be top five in assists when he's done. Yep. Top top ten in the steals and stuff. So it's gonna be that's gonna be the argument. But for me, it's all about wins, and so like you can't go like for example, if he wins this year, let's say he goes through and wins the Eastern Conference and loses in five. Losing five in the finals. The Warriors, right? Against, or even the Rockets. If you lose right. against the Rockets, it's even worse. But if you lose against the Warriors, I think that hurts more so than help. Yep. People are going to say, oh, he went to the nine straight finals, eight and nine straight finals. But it's still like, what are you doing against the finals? You just, you're done. Like, you dominate the Eastern Conference when you played against the West. It's different. So if he was in the West, you don't know. It depends on coach. Like, it depends on coaching. Like, if he plays for the Spurs, could we make the argument he's going to make sure he wins 50 or 60 games? They might win 70 games. Be honest with you, he's played for Popovich his whole career. No, you're, you're right. And, I know a lot. A lot of that has to do with his coaching and who who's coached him. But you also got to think too, Tyron Lue, Eric Spolstra, Mike Brown, and Paul Silas early in his career have been the coaches, yeah. and a David Blatt. Okay, none of these guys are going to have any type of control over LeBron James. You know, who Kobe Bryant and, and Michael Jordan had Phil Jackson, one of the most controlled freaks of all time when it comes to coaching. And Doug Collins, Doug Collins was a bad coach. Doug Collins was running Jordan. No, you, you, no, you're right. You're right. And Doug Collins was a good coach. And, and uh, uh, what's the Lakers' uh, former coach, Dale? Uh, can't think of his name right now. Before Phil Jackson, but again, when it comes to LeBron James, I do agree with you. It's just a lot of factors into it, and everybody wants to do this discussion. And it's so it's, the media does this. They just overlook LeBron. I mean, Kobe because of the stats LeBron has put up. Yeah. But there is more to being the greatest of all time than just stats. It's basketball and tangibles. Exactly. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is this. Not in one moment in Kobe Bryant's career would he have ever sh- been a shell of himself in a game. You watch every time if he lost to the Pistons when he airballed four times, he was still taking those shots. The problem was he just wasn't making them and forcing a lot because his teammates weren't doing well. That, I would rather take that. and Most wouldn't. Most would rather have the pass of LeBron James. But in my opinion, I'd rather have someone that wants to take those shots and wants to be in that moment than someone that was a shell of himself two different times in his career. Boston, when he got beat before he left to go to Miami, and then the Mavericks series as well. In back-to-back seasons, LeBron James, during the prime of his career, during a time when he won back-to-back MVPs, he was a shell of himself. And that is something that, again, I have to hold him accountable for. And that's just me. Because you move on into the future, it's like Kobe, I know he started off with Shaq, but look what he had at the end of his career. Pau Gasol, he basically did what Kobe, I mean, LeBron's doing now. I mean, Pau Gasol was his number two. At 18 points a game. And his time of winning championships, all three of his times he's won championships, D-Wade and Kyrie are both putting up over 20 points a game. And two championships with Kobe Bryant, he had no players put over 20 points a game. And I understand how great Lamar Odom was, and I understand 
Powell was a great, great player, probably one of the best post players, most European players of all time. But I just think, again, this is just me, Kobe Bryant gets overlooked a lot. And when we talk about the greatest of all time, he should be in the discussion. It shouldn't just be a two, two-guy race, LeBron and Michael. I agree. I, I, I really do agree Kobe's overlooked. I think one thing that, that hurt Kobe was, uh, was one, it, one, you know, people don't like him. Like he, he wasn't a very likable person, nor did he care, which is a good thing. Right. But it was just he wasn't very likable. LeBron kind of was more friendly and stuff. But one thing you knew, about, you knew for sure when Kobe played, he's going to give you, like he's going to compete. I remember when ESPN, like you said, ESPN put the funniest, the funniest stat when they said LeBron is the, has the most points scored, double-digit scoring games yep. in, in his career. But they didn't include the playoffs. And like you said, in game five in the 2011 finals, he had eight points. And then also in 2013, again, he had nine points. So they didn't include that. Jordan, Michael Jordan literally said from 1985 to December 23rd of 2001, he scored double digits. Like, that's more impressive than anything, and that's including the playoffs, too. Right. Uh, which, and like you said, with LeBron, once you can you make our – D-Wade's a uh, first battle Hall of Famer, for sure. D-Wade, I don't even say – you can even say Chris Bosh is the first battle Hall of Famer. You don't win three, three rings and then average 20 and 10 before you even got there and not be a first battle Hall of Famer. Right. And you got Ray out. So I, that's the thing about Kobe probably didn't have as much help, too, when he came to winning rings. But Kobe, like, pushed his team over the top. And never would have let something like that happen. Um, yeah. Before we let you go, Deontay, I want to get two things. Uh, first, who is the best coach in the playoffs left right now? Is it undisputably Brad Stevens? I don't think it's even close. The way I mean, have you watched his out of bound plays? I mean, even Popovich said he's the best at it. I mean, the way he has elevated Terry Rozier, Marcus Morris, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, their development, Al Horford. I mean, I think he's the best coach, including Steve Kerr, left in the playoffs, and Mike De- D'Antoni. Okay. But what, what's your thoughts on it? And do you see not only a team, but a coach like Brad Stevens, just like Popovich, dominate the league for the next 10, 15 years? Yeah, I, I got Brad Stevens. I had a discussion with a friend about that. I wonder how would Brad – like, to figure out how good of a coach he is, could he make the Warriors better? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, that's how I would try to see. Because one thing, you, you, he gets a lot of guys to overachieve. He does. But I, I can say the same thing about Steve Kerr. He gets a lot of, he gets a lot out of Sean Livingston. And, like, he did a lot with them over his, over his career now. Yeah, um, sorry about that. But it's tough. But no, I'll, I'll definitely give it to Brad Stevens. Like, he's definitely, like, you don't go, what, it's about to be the second Eastern Conference Finals. If yep. he wins the next game. Second one, and, and really no superstars, no Kyrie, no Gordon this yeah. year, and last year a hurt Isaiah Thomas. That's like it's amazing to see what he like what he's able to do with the Boston. But yeah, definitely, I think he's coach of the year. I couldn't give it to Casey. Casey. But that's what I was about to ask. Who is your coach of the year this year? Is it Dwayne Casey of Toronto, or is it uh, Mike D'Antoni? Is it Steve Kerr, or is it Brad Stevens? Uh, you know what, Brad, Brad in the third seed, uh, yeah, second seed. The second, oh yeah, I'll give it to him. Like you just, you don't expect Boston without, when Gordon Hayward got hurt. You are expecting to be like a fourth or fifth seed. So they, they're number one seed for the longest too for a while too. Right. And then the Raptors, the Raptors choking like they doing now. You can't really give it a case. And then like not just that, the Raptors were always good anyway. Like we didn't, we are going to be going to be a top three seed anyway. So yeah, Brad Stevens definitely overachieved. Did he? Did he win last year? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, he, he didn't. Was, no, Mike D'Antoni won it last year. D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni? Yeah. Yeah. This is his first one. I think if this is his first one, he should he should he's well like this long overdue. Like, yeah, I completely agree. MVP. 
Is it James Harden? It, it, no, no question. Sixty-five wins. He has to get it for regular season MVP. Or is it LeBron James that people oh, are trying man. to bring in the discussion? It's tough because like LeBron, LeBron kept this ship afloat. I, it's t- I feel like like when you say MVP, if you take James Harden off the Rockets. They still win fifty wins. They still get fifty wins. I think so that's too. How good, that's how good Chris Paul is. He they still get fifty wins. Yep. Chris Paul and Clint Capella. You say LeBron off, man. That this season would have been down the drain. Straight lottery. <laughs> Straight lottery. So it you're making good. the like, argument for LeBron James. So it's not about I, I, wins I when you do when you do MVP. It's about like me. It's about who was more valuable to the team, not just about the who had the most wins. Yeah, yeah it's more valuable to the team because look, I want you to think about it. Westbrook won last year, right? Yes, and I didn't think he should. I thought it should have been James. Okay, and this is this is the crazy thing. He averaged triple double this year too. Yep, and not even the discussion. And, and, and yeah, not in the discussion. And they're the seventh seed, so they even they improved the playoff ranking too. Yeah, last year they were a six seed. This year they were our seventh seed. Last year, this year they were a four seed. Improved the playoff seed. Got what better players? And you're right, not even in the discussion, which is why I think the triple double of Westbrook is overrated. And we're gonna get in them in a moment. But it's it's when you do MVP continue. Is that what, how you do your criteria? Who's more valuable? Yeah, like uh, he's definitely Rod's more valuable. Like he's he's he's, he's their offense. You, if you you're seeing it during the playoffs, like if he don't get 40, 35, 40 points, they lose. Yep. They even close the game. I I'm gonna go James just because the way James played this year. You know, twenty eight points a game, eight assists, five rebounds. Was yeah. I thought last year was his MVP year at 29, 11, and 8. Um, but, I, again, you can't rob him again. He can't. I'm not, if he doesn't win it this year, he can't be second for the third straight time. I don't see that happening. I actually see him winning the MVP this year, and I think it's deserving. So, um, And just think about it, and this is a good transition, uh, excuse me, um, as my nose has stopped up. The Thunder had now, if James wins it this year, just think about this. That Thunder team that played the Heat and lost in five games, beat the Spurs, that young Thunder team that we, me, you, Nehemiah, all came to love. That team with Derek Fisher on it, Serge Ibaka, Kendrick Persons, Perkins, had now, if he wins, three former MVPs on the team. And you know what stopped them from having James Harden, Serge Ibaka, KD, and Westbrook for four years consecutively? Three million four million dollars. <laughs> Four million dollars stopped that guy James Harden, who is an elite talent, from playing with James for Westbrook and Durant for another four years. And just think too, the next year after the Thunder, you know they they trade James for Kevin Martin and Jeremy Lamb and another first round pick. None of them panned out. Uh, obviously, Houston won that trade, um, but that Westbrook and then won 60 games that year and were the number one seed, but Westbrook gets hurt in the playoffs, and that's when, you know, the Spurs going to make the finals and Ray Allen hits that three for the Heat. You know the story after that. But I think if James is on that team, even with Westbrook getting hurt, that Thunder team still that loaded with the James and KD, they would have made the finals again. They they took away chance to make four straight finals and, and eventually getting one because of $4 million. And I think that's a good transition before I let you go, Deontay, my last question to you is this. Everybody talks about, you know, Westbrook being the dog and, you know, uh, the way he, he hustles and gives 100% effort. I think that is a detriment to the way he, way he plays basketball to his team. He has to change. 
if when you looked at it, you're like, okay, in 2015, 2016, it he was Westbrook early in his career because he took a lot of shots. Later in his career, when he had KD that last season, and they went up three one on the on the I mean, Golden State Warriors, you're seeing Westbrook playing different game. He's not taking as many shots. He's letting the game come to him. He's playing good defense. I was like, that Westbrook can win you championships. That Westbrook can be the best point guard in the game. But since KD left, that Westbrook has not shown up the last two seasons. We've seen a guy take 43 shots in a game. 43 shots. Did you hear what I just said, Deontay? 43 shots. 18 for 43. (laughs) And everybody talks about Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant wasn't the point guard and had the ball in his hands every single time either. It is unbelievable what happened with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Carmelo Anthony, are you kidding me? Seven points in his last two playoff games and then wants to come out and say he's not coming off the bench. He looks washed up. I mean, I felt bad for him. I want him to win a playoff series. It seems like he's had everything go wrong with him, but that's his own fault for signing that big deal with New York when he should have went to Chicago. It's It's unreal. Give me your thoughts on how Oklahoma City played out and how do you see the free agency? Do you see both Paul George and Melo leaving the Thunder just like KD did? No one wants to play with Westbrook. How do you see it? PG, PG, I think he's gonna leave. Like he knows it's very better for his career if he leaves because it just, it just, it didn't like they didn't really mail it together. Like it's, it's what PG has to, he has to have the ball. That he's just used to that. Even though I don't think he should have the ball in his hands because he's kind of loose with his ball handling. But he, he he he's not a good second fiddle. Like he's not a he's probably a third fiddle of anything. Like he should, if anything, Melo Melo. Be honest, I think Melo could have t- took more shots. Like just what we say, he watched. They changed, you know they made Melo a stretch four, and Melo was a he's a decent shooter. He's a threat as a, as a shooter, but he's not a shooter. And that's what they try to make Melo. So I think with PG, he definitely needs to leave. I think if Melo stays, I think he's gonna opt in. You, you don't pass the twenty eight million, especially after this year. You can't pass the twenty eight million. He needs to, like, he's going to have the ball in his hands more. And we'll probably see a better mellow next year. Like, I don't think he's going to be averaging 25 or anything like we used to see him, but he could give you at least 17 if he's getting enough shots. But you got to you gotta make sure you put him in a good position. Like, I don't, I don't know if Billy Dons is a coach. I don't know who could coach that team, to be honest with you. No, and I, I, you're honestly, because who, who, can, who can coach Westbrook and be able to put him in an offensive system? Because that's what they need. They need continuity, which they're not getting from just letting him run around and go, go 100 miles an hour like he's doing. You know, you know, a coach I think would be really good if they hired him, and he might get mad about this. Mike Budenholzer, he might be a really good coach. I think he would too, and he's on the market. He's he's gone he's with the, the he's off he's off with the he's no longer going to be the coach of the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, so he, he, he part of ways. I with him, I think he because he'll put a system in, and it'll be like it'll be shit. Like he, you know, he toned down Jeff T. He toned down Jeff T. to make him look better. You know, Jeff T. When he left, he, he didn't look good at all. I'm like, yeah, what, what happened to this guy? This man's a shell of himself. And, he, and Jeff T's like only 28, 29. And he had like an MVP, not MVP, an all-star year at 26. Yeah, so we'll see how it plays out. Deontay, thank you for joining us for this whole entire segment for 20 minutes. I know you're a busy man. Uh, real quickly, if you're Atlanta Hawks, you got first-round pick. I mean, first overall pick, you taking Luka Donich or you taking DeAndre Ayton? Uh, I'll say take Luka. Uh, you better Luka. Yeah, I, you were telling me that the other day at the gym. Thank you, as always, Deontay, for joining us. Hope we can get you on later on in the show. Again, AWOL, B-Wall. Make sure to check him out on Instagram and Twitter. You can see all the NBA athletes he's trained formerly. 
and and check him out when he talks sports because he puts a lot of his opinions about basketball and stuff on there as well. Thank you, Deontay, as always. We'll talk to you later, man. Thank you. And that is Deontay Thomas as we have now about four minutes before we have to end the show. Uh, I had Deontay and Tyler both join in because Wendell's not here. Uh, we talked all basketball today. It's been all NBA playoffs. I mean, a lot's not going on in the rest of the world of sports. I said I was going to talk some NFL draft. The only thing I wanted to say in the NFL draft is that Lamar Jackson not getting drafted in the early on in the first round, the more I think about it, is egregious. And I just don't understand the Baker Mayfield pick. I, after a week sitting on it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. He's not going to be the next Brett Favre. I don't know what they were sold on, but if you're going to be sold on winning and you're going to be sold on talent, why not Lamar Jackson? Is he not comparable to Baker Mayfield? If you put Lamar Jackson on Oklahoma, does that Oklahoma team still go to the playoffs? I say absolutely yes. I think Oklahoma was better rostered than Louisville was. I think that was completely obvious. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about the rest of the quarterbacks, Darnold and, and Josh Rosen. I know I'm not a big fan of Josh Allen, but the more and more I think about the NFL draft, it just makes no sense to me why Lamar Jackson was 32 and Baker Mayfield was number one. Uh, and I told you about the NBA, I mean, the college football spring rankings. You know, Bama 1, Clemson 2, Ohio State 3, Georgia 4, Oklahoma 5, Washington 6, 7, Wisconsin 8, Miami 9, Michigan State, and 10, Michigan are in the top 10. Auburn rounds out in the number 19. They actually have Mississippi State at 16 above them. When ESPN puts out stuff like this, it makes me question their credibility, like they're just throwing out content. At least if you're going to put out a rankings, let it make sense. Um, And it's not just about Auburn. Um, I don't even care about that. It's that Mississippi State, you have that much faith in a guy that's never been a head coach and Joe Moorhead bringing his offense down and winning 9-10 games at Mississippi State when they've only won 10 games one time in the last 20 years. And he's going to do that in his first season. And remember, Nick Fitzgerald, he was under Dan Mullen, who I think is just as good offense coordinator as Joe Moorhead, and could not find a way to throw a screen pass. And yet Joe Moorhead's going to be the savior. I would hold back my expectation. Just because he's a returning starter does not mean he's going to be the guy that's going to lead this team to 10 or 11 wins. Uh, I do agree, Alabama. It's Alabama, Georgia, and Auburn. I think all three are top 10 teams. I'll have top 10 talent. And those are the teams that are going to play out in the SEC. When it comes to LSU, I'm going to say this right now. We're going to have Wendell on next week. We're going to give our bold uh, projections for the season. Here's my one of my bold ones. I'll give early. LSU seven and five to five and seven this year. Orgeron hot seat if not fired. We want to thank y'all for listening to again on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio as I turn on the music. As always, thank y'all for listening. We'll be back next week, 5 to 6 p.m. Me and Wendell will go more into the NBA playoffs, talk more about Major League Baseball. I didn't get into the Braves today. I'm going to help save that for Wendell. Uh, Thank y'all for listening. We got into, basically, NBA playoffs in depth with two different people. So, if you you want to find better insight, I suggest you go looking somewhere outside the state of Georgia because... You can't find it better than here. Thank y'all for listening as always. We'll be back next week, 5 to 6 p.m. 
Make sure again to follow the Facebook page and the SoundCloud page at 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio and immediately follow the show. It will be uploaded to iTunes. Again, type in 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio and drop the gloves. Thank you all for listening as always and we'll be back next week. Stay safe. Be easy.